Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. It's Monday, June 3rd. Happy to be with you. I'm here in Pasadena, California, and my sister Julie is in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel, how's it going there? Well, Leon, it's Tuesday, and we're doing the Tuesday show. So, how great is that? We're back on track. Back on track after the icky plumber. Yeah. Yes. It's really more a, a mindset than a day of the week. The Tuesday show for me now. Yes, it is, Leon. You know, we like to go deep on shallow topics. That that's really the key uh, to making it through Tuesday. And we are covering quite a few today. We're, we're gonna, you're going to get some updates. Uh, someone asked on the Facebook page, is Brooks's gap year ending? Ooh, oh, surprise update on that one. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about the Spanish Royals. I, yeah. first of all, yeah. I, I'm constantly surprised they have a King, but okie doke. Um, we <laughs> have, got- they have, a, they have a crown prince land too. So, I, but I have the backstory on what really happened. Here. Okay, good. And mm-hmm. then we have a new segment I'm calling health and wellness fast facts so stay you're gonna learn some stuff today Julie not a lot but that's right no follow-up questions with fast facts because they're it's they're just gonna keep moving on by you right yes and then Julie has more old people news so (laughs) it's summertime Leanne I've got some special advice for the old people in your life that's it okay all right but but Yes. But Leon, I wanted to start with a follow-up. You know, last week I've had this ongoing challenge with my dog Zorro, who has uh who has sort of developed um disinterest, distaste, disdain, what call it what you might, uh, for taking a walk, right? And he is just sitting down in the middle of the road, he's stopping, and he's a big 90 plus pounds uh English lab. So it's kind of a problem. And I've been getting all kinds of advice. And I want a big shout out to Lisa Schumann, who has put an adorable video up called 16 Dogs Who Are Totally Over This Whole Walking Thing. I think Zorro has found his people. If you look at this, it's at our Facebook page. It's on Satellite Sisters. But last week, as you recall, the advice we got from longtime Satellite Sister sister listener Kira Sundance who is uh, quite an authority on dogs, yes. who has written a book, Do More With Your Dogs. Um, her advice, which is still ringing in my ears, which is that the least Zorro could do to, is walk around the block <laughs> because I take care of him. I take him to the vets. I feed him. I give him shelter. So the least he can do is walk around the block. And Kira, I want you to know, I've been repeating that to this dog all week long. (laughs) But the other thing that you all mentioned as just a fun way that maybe really I needed to engage Zorro in more playful activity and take up his activity level was the muffin tin. Remember you mentioned this? You take a muffin tin and you put uh, some kind of little high value treat in the muffin tin and then you start to cover the treats in the muffin tins with tennis balls and then they're supposed to dig it out and this is going to be fun 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 for everyone okay well first of all i had to find my muffin tin lee and you know i moved and uh, that was somewhere in storage but i dug and it let's out let's face it we don't make muffins i don't make my i don't <laughs> i mean those are blueberry muffins on the 4th of July. Right. We make the one muffins once a year. And then something at Christmas. Occasionally I will do a cranberry, cranberry nut muffin. Okay. But I got the muffin tin. I put it out. 
I put um, uh, some Cheez-Its uh, in the muffin. Tub. Oh, okay. Yum. So a high value treat for Zorro. But here is the problem. Zorro is a gorgeous um, English lab oh. with a giant headland and a giant face. Yes. And the poor dog could not put his face in the muffin, in the muffin <laughs> cups. Yeah. He could not. So it really was cruelty to that dog. Okay. <laughs> so he just tipped over the, pin, uh, the muffin tin and ate all the Cheez-Its <laughs> on the floor. Fun, fun, fun. We had a lot of fun with that game. <laughs> oh, that was that sounds funny, Julie. Good for him. Yeah, he does have a huge face. I can see that. He does have a huge face. He can't like he can't put his face in those like uh, teeny do- dog water bowls. I have one of those, you know, camping water bowls yeah. that you fold up and put in your backpack. No, he can't get his face in there. You know, it's he's just he's got a big face. Okay, so there's no way he could like really get his face uh, into the muffin tin. Yeah, so. Julie, this week we had a, a, one of those AKC dog shows right near me. So I was taking my walk on Saturday. So I strolled through the dog show, which is really fun to go to a dog show. It's all outdoors. You see all the dogs getting blown dried and primped and prepped. And you know what's amazing to me is they don't bark at each other. Like there are a million dogs there and they just, <laughs> I, it was amazing to me. But they did have the agility training, which is oh. fantastic to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I was watching this one little papillon go through the mm-hmm. the course, and I just said out loud, that is a fast dog. And the woman next to me who was with her fox terrier said, oh, that's one of the fastest dogs in the country at any size. I mean, it was like lightning fast, this papillon. <laughs> and I said, oh, what's his name? And she said, Dasher. Oh, good. well, that's not a good <laughs> So I said, I'm going to take this up when my kids leave for college. She said, that every single person in agility is a middle-aged woman with no kids. I was like, oh. She said, so. You really wanted your kids to do these tricks yeah. when they were growing up, and they never cooperated. So now you can get some cute little fast dog, Leon, to, that's going to. To go through the tunnel, push. tunnel, you know. Oh, slide, slide, weave, <laughs> weave. I can't wait. And she said, don't do it if you want to meet men. So that. It was oh, funny. Okay. It was okay. funny. So, okay, no muffin tins, but who knows? Uh, maybe agility training for me in the future. <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of training my children, all right, I did get a post on the Facebook page uh, this weekend. Uh, Leanne, what's up with Brooks's gap year? Is it ending soon? <laughs> and um, here's the deal. You know, I have a son. He's 18. He will be 19 on Friday. Uh, he deferred at at the University of Denver at a college and took a year off to sort of figure out uh, for a variety of reasons. One was athletic. He had some injuries. He wanted to make another run at playing soccer in college. He had to recover. Uh, He just wanted a year off. So he took a gap year. And as you know, he's been fairly productive, actually got a full-time job, earned a lot of money, took a couple of classes at night in photography, which is an interest of his, and then has started to work regularly uh, shooting both cars and shooting photography for real estate agents. He's shooting houses and videos and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been a long year with my roommate. We've had some good times and bad. Uh, We've watched a lot of Netflix in the middle of the day, which is not at all productive. Um, But he has learned various things like how to get up really early in the morning and go to work and how to do his own laundry. And occasionally he empties the dishwasher. So that's a plus. Um, but uh, he, I was ready, and he was ready. I thought to go to school, but he uh-huh. came. He came to me in mid-April, and just winding down about two weeks from the deadline of May one to let to renew uh, his intentions at uh, the University of Denver, and he said, "You know, 
I think I'd really like to go to art school, <laughs> which, of course, is every parent's dream to hear Julie those phrases, those words. <laughs> oh, well, so, I think, you know, Leanne, you are a trendsetter, if I can just say that. I mean, to to do the gap year, which is very popular in Europe, uh, uh, but not so popular here. But for a lot of kids, it's the totally right thing to do. You know, uh, you have made sure that your son has been productive this year. And the fact that he could actually express a particular career interest, career uh, subject area He's way ahead of the game because there's plenty of kids in college that have no idea what they want to study or what they want to do. So um, so that even though it may have required a lot more lunches and meals and cleaning up and laundry for you and a little bit of nagging. Yeah, um, it's I think it's been a good thing. It has been a good thing. And I know that. And, you know, at first he said, I thought maybe I'd go, you know, to college and then transfer to an art school. And we have a couple of very good ones here in Southern California. So for photography. And so that's what he's looking into. And then we kind of I it didn't shock me that he wanted to pursue photography. He was thinking about being a film major anyway in college. And so um and he's really he's really taken to this. I see the same excitement with his photography that he had with his sports his whole life. He's a very hands-on kid, has always preferred to be doing stuff in a classroom than sitting in a classroom absorbing stuff. He's not a huge reader, hates to write. So, you know, he was even having a hard time envisioning him after his year off, like, living in a freshman hall, sitting through Psych 101. Like, he had mm-hmm. changed that much this year. So it didn't shock me, but you know, we had two weeks for the deadline. So we had to, we had to do some research and very quickly, the research showed that like going to two years at another school and then trying to transfer to an art school was a complete waste of two years of tuition that most good art schools don't really accept credits from other schools. And let's face it, that is now like front and center. It always has been, but I think even more so when you hear a statistic that of this year's graduating class, 2014 college grads that, you know, only like under 20% of them actually have jobs as they graduate. Uh, You know, it's a real consideration. Yes. Uh, Yes. Given the high cost of college, you know, that you don't want to take on, you know, that expense or debt unless you really know what you're doing. Exactly. Right. Right. And so that's I I said, well, here's the deal. We're not paying for six years of college. So if you really, you know, I mean, honestly, if you really want to go like some of the classes would have transferred, but none of the photography classes, they wouldn't have taken any. Uh, So um, I said, if you really want to do this, I will support you. but you need to like make it happen. And that meant he went to a couple of art schools. He talked to their admissions people. Most art schools don't really operate the same way normal colleges do. They, they work with you. The students are older, at least the ones around here. Uh, the tradition, their, their kids, their students don't come right out of high school. Uh, the ones he's looking at they're the average age of a freshman is 22 there. So a lot of people have gone and gotten their BAs or BSs at other places and then come to these schools to get a BFA. So, um, he's just skipping the BA or BS part. <laughs> I can tell you that. So, cause we're not paying for that. We're not paying for both those things. So, uh, so that's what he has decided to do. Um, we had success during the gap year 
putting rules and deadlines in place. You know, I think that's actually what made it work is we said you have to get a job. First, you have to defer to four-year school. You know, so you know you have some place to go next September. You have to get a job. You have to do these three things. So we told him essentially the same thing. Like, you have to start somewhere full-time in the fall. If it's not these art schools where it may take you another semester to get your portfolio together and get in, then you start at Pasadena City College. You take some undergraduate humanities classes that will transfer for a low cost, but you're going back to school in September. You know, he's worried, Julie, that the further he got away from the school process, the less likely he was going to be to go to school. And that right, is, it's, and that can definitely happen. It sure. can definitely happen. And um, so, uh, so he agreed to that. Uh, I was looking forward to move out day in August. It looks like that. <laughs> Looks like that might be pushed back a little bit for a variety of reasons. He would like to move out. I'd like him to move out. But now if he actually is going to be in the area, we may look at some other options for him housing-wise. So it may take a few additional months. So there have been some other, you know, house rules uh, put in place. But that is... Karen asked about the gap year update, and I guess on the one hand, the point of the gap year was for him to figure out what he wanted to do, really. And he did that. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't what I thought it was. Gonna, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, usually people that you send your children as far away as possible during yeah. the gap year. I think that's part of the appeal of it. Lately. Right. And the Australians, right. They get on yes. a plane, they disappear for a year, and then yes. they come yes. back and start university. Or the same with the Brits. But, you know, he was here. He learned a lot. He, you know. I think he did, Liam. Yes. I think, so I think there's a, you, can, you are now um, an experienced gap advisor. You can uh, lead the gap movement in the United States. Uh, and I think there are many other parents that, you know, would be very interested uh, to hear about your experiences. Okay, Joel. So that's, okay. that's the update. So he's still here, but he has a plan. It's not the plan he had a year ago. He won't be playing soccer in college, which does make me a little sad. And mm -hmm. that was his big decision. We said, you know, we understand you love this, but you'll be giving up essentially a traditional college experience. Uh, you won't be living in a dorm. You won't be... You know, there won't be any soccer team. There won't be any homecoming or anything. I don't know. Do they do homecoming? Well, you know what I mean. Football games. Yes, there won't be yes, any, like, football games, college school yeah, spirit Fraternity thing. parties. Right. Yeah. Right. And All he just, he, he was fine with that. You know, having talked to his friends who have been away for a year, some of whom are playing Division One sports, he, he was fine with that. So, um and now all his friends have come home, and it's like they never left, Jewel. <laughs> Maybe well, Brooks, maybe Brooks didn't go away last year, but his friends did. But now they're back in my house uh, eating my food. Uh, the other day I walked in at 6 p.m. at night, and there were four of them asleep on my couch. They were all asleep on my couch, having eaten I love all... how you say them. You don't even refer to them by their names. It's <laughs> no. just... Those large, the sweaty, slightly sweaty bodies asleep on your big couch in your family area. They're right? so big. Many of Brooks' friends are volleyball players. So Ooh. they're really big. <laughs> That's they a are, lot of food, Liam. It's a lot of, you know, I've just started like all the food we haven't eaten over the last couple months. I just put it out and it disappears. You know, it's like when you put out old furniture on your sidewalk <laughs> and that's what it is like, oh, they didn't really like these Girl Scout cookies, but I'm sure they will. And boom, it's gone. Or like, oh, these granola bars didn't go over big with my family. Gone. You know, <laughs> just.
<laughs> so, so that is the deal, people. That's the gap year, for better or worse. I think he's very happy. I think he's making the right decision for him. He's starting somewhere in the fall, and um, that's a good thing too. So, there you have it. Whew. So, all right. Well, Lee, and the other, you know, the story I think that has really captivated, I, you know, cap, or really, it's got everyone's attention is the release of um, the prisoner Bergdahl, Mm -hmm. who was held captive for five years by the Taliban in Afghanistan. And just, and that in order to secure his release, that five, it seems like truly bad, truly bad Taliban guys were returned to the country of Gutter. I know they keep calling it um, Qatar, uh, but I, I've always heard it pronounced Gutter. Um, so that story is just amazing. What do you, what do you make of it? Well, you know what, Julie, as I'm watching it all unfold, uh, I was sort of late to the party. Just I didn't. <laughs> This is one of those news stories I didn't have an opinion on right away because mm-hmm. I like to kind of gather the facts and what's happening here and who what's the story and what's the story behind the story. It seems to me, not being an insider anywhere really, uh, that there is a lot more going on behind the scenes to this story than we know about. Like mm-hmm. on the face value, I don't. it doesn't seem like a great idea, but I don't know. It feels like behind the scenes, we must be getting something more than one guy back. That is my, that's, that's your, your take. That's my take on it. That That is my entire take on it. You know, because the president has come out again today. He's on a, a European trip and he said that this is, you know, the United States has always had this very strong commitment to not leave any soldiers on the battlefield. He obviously, the president wants to get out of Afghanistan to end the war during, you know, his term. Uh, and so, but this case is so much more complicated First of all, because, you know, now many, many soldiers that served with this Bowie Bergdahl have come forward to say that perhaps he deserted his post, that he wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he was captured in the traditional sense, that in fact, he went AWOL and that he wrote about, you know, wrote about his distaste for American policy in, um, in Afghanistan prior to prior to leaving his post. And that many, many soldiers, including at least six, were killed um, in the search of trying to find Bergdahl when, after he was after he left left the base. So it's a very so, of course, I think like every American, you're happy that somebody's son is home and that, you know, that, you know, after five years with the Taliban, that he is being returned to the United States, you know, there is that great sense of relief. But in this case, it seems so much more um, complicated because of the cost. Were we really negotiating with the Taliban? And, you know, we said we haven't. Does this put more people at risk of being taken because now, you know, certain prisoners were returned, you know, at least on the face value. I agree with you, Lee. And there's I, so I think there's a lot more going on. Behind we don't, the we, don't we don't know, know that. Yeah, right. we don't know that. Right. And then, I mean, I think, again, the story gets even more complicated because the father um, of, of Bergdahl, you know, he has put out some tweets um, that have been fairly controversial as well. He's a UPS uh, driver and he grew a long beard in support of his son. 
And, you know, I, you can't, you have no idea how difficult it must have been for his family for those five years right. when they didn't know where he was, whether he was dead or alive, how he was being treated. So you could never make judgment. Again, you don't want to make judgments about the family, but it's, it's it's quite it's it's quite a story. I guess that's the best way to to say it, Leanne. And yes. that there, more of it just keeps coming out. Um, the other part of it that is, you know, I don't know if you know, I'm not the first to have noticed it, but it is sort of life imitating art because I don't know if you've watched the show Homeland, Leanne. Um, which I do is, not watch Homeland, the, which the, is the, the story of yeah. like. You know, uh, you know, a soldier in that case and, you know, a soldier, Sergeant Brody was was held captive. And, you know, there's it is, you know, I'm not making any comparisons between the TV show and what's going on here, period. Okay, well, it sounds like you're a little, but OK, no, underscoring <laughs> that. But it is, you know, it is amazing that one of the plot lines for, you know, Sergeant Brody in Homeland is that he was deeply affected by the death of um, an Afghan child um, by a drone missile. Okay, that's a very dramatic scene in the in the television show. And Bergdahl has has said that he was particularly affected by seeing an Afghan child fatally killed by a U.S. armored vehicle. You know that, and that in again in Homeland. Sergeant Brody comes home and his wife has affections for somebody else because he has been gone for so long. And in this case, Bergdahl has a girlfriend who, in fact, as well, has a new boyfriend. So, you know, it's um, it is it is a fascinating story to watch. Um, You know, I you know, I think that there's still much more that we need to know about what really went on you know, and, you know, what happened. Um, I think like a lot of people, they want to make sure that he's well enough to to really answer those questions. You know, did he leave his post or was, you know, was there some other circumstances involved? And what was the price that the U.S. has paid in, by letting these five truly bad guys um, um, out of Gitmo? So, we will see on that one, Leon. Yeah, I, again, I just think there's a lot more to that story that, yep. we're, that yep. we will learn or not. <laughs> we may. So we. It's like those released hikers. Like what? What was that? What was that story? I don't know. Maybe they were just hikers, or maybe they weren't. We'll never know. You mean the ones that were hiking in, in northern Iraq? Yes. And yeah. Somehow ended up in Iran. Right. And were that, they you know, CIA agents? Again, we probably. I won't think there's ever. a lot that happens behind the scenes that we that we think we know, we don't really know. So that that would be my take. That's that's my. This is kind of a deep topic for a Tuesday show, but that it would is, be my Lee, take and I'm on sorry. It. We uh, I'm sorry that we've gone so deep. Uh, let me let me take you back up, okay to the uh, to the lighter air okay which is the other big breaking story this week was that king juan carlos of spain has decided to step down i know you found that shocking well i did uh for many what first of all because who knew they had still had a king so that was <laughs> that was the first reason no i actually knew because um when Brooks was valeting at the hotel he had the crown prince and princess of spain staying there he, oh, they stayed okay. at the hotel, and he said uh, she was the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. <laughs> He's yes, like, wow, princesses I, I, yes, are really, real princesses are really beautiful. So yeah, there you princess go. Princess Letizia is yeah. her name. Yes. Okay, so he's, she's going to be stepping in. She's now in line to be queen. And Crown Prince Philippe, whose occupation is yachtsman, Leon. Mm. See, that's what, that's what royals do. That's what, you know, when you have to. 
when they fill out forms, you know, right. he puts down yachtsman. Olympic bobsledder. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, Perfect. Okay. And and that princess there, she actually was um, a news anchor in Spain. Oh, right? okay. So that's why she's super pretty. She's uh, she's a middle class uh, woman, and so that so they and he, Prince Philippe went to Georgetown. So he and he's maintained a fairly low profile as a yachtsmanly, and so that uh, people have a very positive um, impression of him, which is. Not so much what they have about King Juan Carlos, who's stepping down, because, you know, he was involved um, several years ago when they were having the terrible recession in Spain and they had their very high unemployment rate. And the King, King Juan Carlos was in Botswana, I believe, on an elephant hunt, Leon, and he mm-hmm. injured himself and it cost a great deal of money to airlift him out of the elephant hunt. Um, back to Spain for medical treatment. And people were really just upset that he was spending that kind of money doing that kind of thing, hunting elephants, when the country was really suffering so much. And then as well, um, King Juan Carlos's daughter and Prince Philippe's sister, who apparently Prince Philippe does not appear in public with, that the sister, well, she has kind of a rotter husband, the Duke of Palma, and he's been involved in a long, long standing corruption scandal where he was uh, receiving kickbacks. Does it involve ham? Is is ham involved? Yes, it probably, no doubt, no doubt. Okay. Okay. But here's the other reason about the king. You know, do you know the king, a book came out on King Juan Carlos just a couple years ago that it is um, estimated that he's had over 1,500 different lovers. Really? Yes. He is a professional seducer. See, Lane, if you didn't listen to Satellite Sisters, you wouldn't know this, right? (laughs) But I go deep. I wouldn't even know there was a king of Spain. So there you go. Yes, I go deep on these shallow topics, Leon, and 1,500 lovers. In fact, he did make a pass at Princess Diana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He had the hots for Princess Diana. But um, according to the press reports that I've been able to uncover that Princess Diana, while she was charmed by um, by King Juan Carlos, she never was, uh, she never um, uh, succumbed to temptation. So, <laughs> so that's it. So anyway, it's sort of time for him to go. I mean, you don't see Queen Elizabeth stepping down. She's not doing that. Right. I, you know, I admire this guy for stepping down. Wouldn't you want to retire from all that? And just what's better than being the ex Retire from being king? He's the king. I have 100 lovers. (laughs) He says like his wife, you know, his poor wife. She never like she has like she lives in a separate place. He just he's constantly saying he's busy at night and he's just taking up with other women. Okay. I don't know what to say about that. He is the king. I've heard it's good to be the king. I don't know. So why did he step down? Just because he's tired? He was trying to, he's trying to preserve the monarchy because again, the incident with the elephant hunting, the the son-in-law, the king, you know, the Duke of Palma involved with the ham kickbacks. It's not ham, but uh, (laughs) we'll go for the sake of this explanation and the kickbacks there. You know, I think some people may, might find it a slightly, um, at least unhealthy or tawdry that he should have so many different lovers. Too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so younger people in sort of the Will and Kate strategy. Yes. Bringing, bring bringing new energy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, it'll be fun to have a new uh, queen 
Is, okay. Does she get to be the queen or does she stay yes. princess? Okay. No, no, she gets to be the queen. I don't know how that works. So, Well, they're working out the plan. They didn't really expect him to um, to step down. So they have to work out a whole succession plan. But uh, but that's she's in line to be queen. That's oh, what. fantastic. Well, right. now Brooks can say he's met a queen. Well, yes. He didn't really meet her. He just stared such, at her. Such a gap year. <laughs> it's been quite a gap year for him. Really has it really has between uh, her and Jennifer Lopez, who he also saw, who he said is the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. So the two of them together, he qualifies as the most beautiful women he's ever seen in person. There you have it. All right, Julie, good royal report. Uh, time for some fast facts, health and okay. wellness fast facts. Thanks to Health Magazine, one of my fave magazines. All right, here you go. First one. Where is it? I got. I got it. <laughs> This isn't that fast. So fast, it just <laughs> flew okay. out the window, Leanne. All right, wait, start wait, wait. the clock now. Now, start the okay, clock now. I know. It's, it's... All right. Re- retail therapy. Julie, I know you engage in retail therapy every once I in a while. That, mm-hmm. Here's the good news. It really works. It works. Both men and women felt three times less sad after buying something, one study found. Researchers say that by making purchasing decisions, it helps reduce the blues by restoring your sense of control. There you have yes, it. Yes, Leanne. Three times less sad. Three I times. Am, I am going out directly after this uh, podcast and doing some retail therapy. You know, it doesn't take much either. Like, I just have to buy like a new body lotion and I feel good, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't need something expensive. No, no, no. Right, right. Just anything. can uh, that can It can boost your mood by three times. Three Leanne. times. Totally worth it. All right. Okay. 2,000 is the number I want you to remember, Julie, 2,000, because adding this many steps per day or the equivalent of a 20-minute walk, so keep kicking that dog. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, nudging the dog with your foot. Um, The equivalent of a 20-minute walk can reduce your risk of heart disease by 10% regardless of your weight. So that's good. Like you get a benefit no matter how much you weigh of 10%. So lace up those kicks and go. You'll thank your ticker later. Your ticker will thank you later, according to Health Magazine. So there you go. 2,000 steps a day, 20-minute walk. All right. I think you could do that. I think you could walk to the store, buy something, and (laughs) walk home. Walk home. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, this one I found really interesting. Oh, Uh, good. Makeup. Well, I found the other two interesting, but I'm wondering about what this is. (laughs) Makeup, Makeup matters. All right. Wearing a little makeup makes women appear more likable, trustworthy, and competent to their colleagues. Isn't that interesting? It, ra- rather than if you just like wash your face yeah. and go to work, people, oh, natural. Don't people don't like you or believe you. Right. <laughs> or trust you. Or think you're competent. I know. I mean, those are big words. Those are, you, that's pretty harsh. It is harsh. I know. So if you're the type that says, oh, I don't wear makeup, you might want to rethink that stance. I'm just saying, like a touch of lipstick and some mascara, and you would be more likable, trustworthy, and competent. Appear more likable, trustworthy, and competent to your colleagues. Okay. Now, I know these are fast facts, and we're not allowed any follow-up questions, Leanne, but that's what. But the question is, how much makeup do you have to put on before you slide into into some other category. Right? It just says wearing a little makeup. A little makeup. So that's okay. I think it's a lipstick and uh just a tinted foundation and mascara. And I I'm making that up, but that's because what I think. Because you because that's what you wear, right? 
So, yeah, I, I think that makes me feel better every day, even though I have no colleagues. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, okay, here you go. One last wellness uh, and health fast fact. Only 55% of Americans polled said they were satisfied with their ability to balance their work lives and their personal lives. So how long have we been chasing the elusive work-life balance, Julie? Well, right. a generation, right? 25 years? Right. No, right. Not exactly. so good. Only companies 55% have, of us. Companies have poured, you know, millions of dollars into, you know, seminars and strategies to make that work. And, you know, Liz has been on at least 47 different panels right. and summits <laughs> on the work-life balance. She has not solved it. So... Okay. We've talked about it uh, uh, ad nauseum here at Satellite Sisters. So I only 55% of our sisters are satisfied with their work-life balance. All right. I got to give you one more fast fact. Okay. This is good. Okay. 85. That's the number. Okay. It's mm -hmm. fast fact. Calories eaten per minute by obese people. In a new study. Okay. Wait a second. Oh, wait. Here we go. 85. You better wait. Read the read. I should, the, I should have read, read it. it. Just read it, Liam. <laughs> Take your time. I know we're going fast, but just go slowly. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to cut that out. I'm gonna, I don't even understand it when I reread it, so never mind. I'm just going to edit that out of the show. What, what time? <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Well, Liam, so those like, were quite a few fast facts, uh, and what I like about them is I can remember them because they came at me fast. It's only a little bit of information. Probably only half of it is true, but um, it was good, Leanne. Good Thank and fast. You. Thank good you. and fast. All right, Leanne. Well, we have to move on to our old people report. Now, this is a recur recurring segment at Satellite Sisters, and I want to begin by saying is we love old people, don't we, Leanne? We, we are we devoted do. to old people. We had old people in our lives. We cared for old people. We say this out of the, our, the kindness of our hearts, okay? But we know that many people are dealing with old people. Uh, and old people, you know who you are. Um, this past weekend, my father-in-law. <laughs> old people, you know who you are. You know mm -hmm. who you are. My father-in-law came to visit us. He lives in Denver, and he, he was coming down to Dallas. We were happy to have him come for the weekend. And he said, well, look it, I am not going to check a bag. I'm just going to uh, do carry-on. Um, and we were like, oh, really? Now he's... He's over 80 years old. Um, he is a, a cancer patient. He's been and he takes chemotherapy. And so his idea was to, in order to save time and not not make a fuss, you know, at the pickup uh, in the airport here in Dallas was that he was going to carry on a roller bag and his portable oxygen tank. Okay, Leanne, if yeah. you're two, if you, you're allowed to carry ons as you get on planes, as you know, if one, here's a rule, if you, one of your carry ons is an oxygen tank, a portable oxygen tank, you have got to check that back. Please check. Okay. Yeah. Really? That you, should be on a sign somewhere. Yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, you really, you are not doing, you are not doing us any favors because we're now totally worried that you're carrying too much, including the oxygen oxygen tank, and you're going to have to put it in the overhead compartment. You know, you you you're a chemo patient, and you're and you're trying to do all this stuff. And quite frankly, you know, you're not really going to be saving anyone any time because no. really, what old people do when they carry too much luggage on a plane is they clog up the aisles. The aisles forever. 
Yeah, I know. I know. And and then, yeah, but here's the thing. I understand why old people want to do this because they don't want to make a fuss. They, they want to, they, you know, they like their independence and because the airlines charge you for those darn suitcases. Right. I know. I, I really think it that, is the airline's fault. They, first yeah. of all, they shouldn't charge people over a certain age. I don't yeah. know if that's probably not legal, but it's just, it's, it is people to all of a sudden you're like $25. That really adds up. And yeah, you just, right. You make, you make poor choices based on 25 bucks. I know. And so, I mean, I, yesterday, yesterday at the airport, when I took him back to the airport, there were so many old people in there, like just dragging these bags around, Leon. It's just not right. Okay. It is It not is the right. season of old people. Yes, it is summer. It is summer. Graduations, weddings. Yeah, summer. It, it is. Yeah, there are a lot of old people traveling and they're really dragging those suitcases. So, you know, if we, if you have old people in your family, you just really could just send them a check for $25 so they can check their bags. You know, I mean, I just, or if you're traveling, help those old people. I mean, they're going to hurt themselves, Leanne. I mean, I saw one woman in the, in the gate area. I mean, that was the biggest bag I'd ever seen. I don't know how she, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how she could board the plane, but she was dragging this bag. So that's the first thing. Now, the second thing uh, in my old people report is old people and cell phones, right? You know, now, we gave our parents cell phones. Uh, you know, we really were hoping that this would be a good system to stay in touch with uh, with them. But um, they really couldn't operate those cell phones, could they, Leanne? Well, no. they 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 did when they had to. Yeah. Uh, my, our mother, we gave her one of those jitterbugs mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. big numbers that's pre-programmable. Yeah. It only calls like it only called Liz, basically. <laughs> we programmed <laughs> the jitterbug so that they could only call Liz. Yeah, but but and nine one one, they could call Liz and nine one one. Yeah, but I think as but as you remember, there still was a big problem with the on and off switch, right? Because uh, I think that a lot of people, re- you know, they thought they just had to turn keep it off to save the battery. Okay, they, right. they, and so or this, that or to save, they think they get charged if the phone is on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is my father in law has a cell phone. And um, he likes to leave it in the off position because he thinks that's, you know, again, he wants to save the battery. He doesn't want to waste the battery by having it on. But it means that my sister-in-law in in Denver, about twice a month, she has to go over to where he is just to make sure he's okay because she tries to reach him on the cell phone and she doesn't get an answer. Okay. So he had a cell phone with him on this trip. um, And we knew that. And he arrived with it and everything was going well. But the other thing that old people don't know how to do is charge the phone. (laughs) So he, of course, had left the phone on all weekend. So the battery had worn down. He didn't bring the charging, you know. So we had a whole thing about that. So, uh, again, and my sister-in-law, as because I went to the airport with my father-in-law to make sure he got on the flight, my sister-in-law in in Denver said, be, be sure to remind him to turn on his cell phone when he lands in Denver because she was going to pick him up. Now, I, 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 told, I told my father-in-law, and he just smiled because I know he was going to forget. Right. To There's cell. no chance that phone got No, no. Out. Okay, so here's my thing. If summer travel, if you are traveling this summer, if you're on a plane and you're sitting next to old people, 
when you land, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just remind them to turn on their cell phones because they all have cell phones. They have people in their lives that love them and that are going to be trying to reach them at the airport. And you could just do this as a public service. Turn on your cell phone and turn to your, the old person sitting next to you and say, oh, did you turn on your phone? And that might help a lot. Don't you think? That is a fantastic public service, Julie, because you're absolutely right. Like, even though the pilot says, like, you can now turn on your cell phones and no. the flight attendant, they, they're not thinking I should turn on my cell no. phone. No, right, right. So this is what or you Or they're think- worried about getting their bag out of the overhead. <laughs> yes. over- yes. Exactly, Leon. Okay. But this is how you can help old people. We have to help them, Leon. They're, they're ours, and we want we want to help them. Well, my friend, it's funny you should mention this, because my friend, I it was texting uh, with a friend of mine. She had a double graduation weekend. She has high school seniors. They're twins, but they go to two different schools. So she Ooh. had back-to-back baccalaureate mass graduation, baccalaureate mass graduation this weekend. So she had you know, both sets of grandparents and, you know, four events and then a brunch on Sunday. And she was wrapping up her trip. She said, we spent two hours at the Verizon store getting the old people in her lives new cell phones. And she was trying to talk them into just the jitterbug. And she said it uh-huh. took two hours because the mother wanted an iPhone and and then like just kept talking and talking to the guy and like her most important uh thing she wanted was the Nordstrom app on her iPhone. <laughs> My friend, like, she's like she's like cuckoo birds. I was like, welcome to Crazy Town. Like you're welcome to Crazy Town because this is like they're not gonna call nine one one or you when they're in the hospital, but they've got the Nordstrom app. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, that's an excellent public service suggestion, Julie. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Leon, yeah. Well, I think we're going. We're it's we're at the time in the show where we get to talk about the Gracie Allen Awards. Oh, that's, that's right. You're next. you're headed there. Yes, I am, Leon. I am representing the Satellite Sisters this year at the 39th annual Gracie Awards, which is put on by the Alliance for Women in Media. And we won, uh, this is our ninth Gracie Allen Awards for Excellence in Digital Programming. Right, Leon? I don't know if that, I think it's more like 12 Gracies. Is it 12 Gracies? Yeah, no, this is our 12th. So this one is a new cat, yeah. This oh, is okay. an, I know I'm not keeping Liz and I have had some debate whether it's 11 or 12. Okay. I think it's well, 12. So, uh, yeah, but this okay. is a new category for us. Excellence in digital online programming. Okay. All right, Leanne. And, uh, thanks to you for submitting our nomination, which we, uh, I appreciate. So this is going to be a luncheon, Leanne, uh, that I'm attending at the Hilton hotel in midtown Manhattan. Um, and it is hosted by, uh, well, uh, quite frankly, Leon, I wasn't really sure who these women were, but okay. uh, Mole Anderson, have you heard of her? She is the Mole Anderson? Yes, I have heard of her. She's an actress. Okay. She is an interior designer, a radio show host. Um, she okay, is. Okay, then I don't know uh, her. Yeah. You don't know her? Yes. No. She's um, all about seductive designs, Leon. Okay. To, um, so, so that you can have a seductive commercial place a commercial business place a seductive old world house a seductive boudoir you Mm. can do seductive southwest um but she's a much larger than that she's also about really you know making yourself over setting goals following through changing your life wow and so she sounds very inspirational yes and she'll be joined uh her co-host is um nancy giles 
or guys. Oh, yeah. Nancy. Oh, yeah. And she often wins. And she's she excellent. She's at the Gracie's a lot. And so this is, yeah, a great news person uh, who's, yeah, she is still on PBS, too, and she does. She does CBS, CBS. Uh, Sunday, CBS News, Sunday morning. She's uh, won a daytime Emmy for that. Mm-hmm. As well, she started her career as an actress on China Beach. Do you remember that show? Oh, my gosh. I remember the show, and now I just didn't realize that. Yes, indeed, Liam. Huh. That's the amazing thing. Yes, you can. But special guest star at the luncheon this year is Robin Roberts. How about that? Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic, Julie. Isn't How that fun. fantastic? Yes, I'm very excited to see her in person. Uh, you know, she is so inspirational. She's she has great. An- she has a new book out, which mm-hmm. I haven't read, but um, I look forward to, you know, I really want to read it because uh, I just really admire Robin and uh, I look really look, I really look forward to having her there. So it's going to be a big, a big event um, just because this is coming the week of uh, before the family wedding on Cape Cod. Um, um, I was the only one that was able to sneak away to, to be able to go to New York to do this. It's a luncheon, Lee, and so it's business attire. Good. Uh, but you know, I'm taking it up a notch. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring, bring my best self uh, to that luncheon. Represent, uh, Julie, got to represent. You got to, that's, that's what I, that's what I'm going to do. But here is my dilemma, Leanne. I am, I am flying to New York. I'm going to go to the luncheon. Um, and then I'm going the next day to, uh, to Cape Cod. So I we have this very complicated travel plan. My husband, my son, the grandkids, they're coming, going directly to Boston. And somehow I'm going to meet them in Boston and we're all going to Cape Cod. So I want to travel very light on my trip to New York. Just mm-hmm. bring my like fabulous outfit to wear to lunch, to accept the award on behalf of all the Satellite Sisters and the Satellite Sisterhood. Um, and then go to Boston, but I'm going to have a statuette. I'm going to have the Gracie Allen Award. And as you know, Lee, and you've seen it, it is, um, it's a big metal um, sculpture. Weapon. Yeah. It's like, it's a weapon. It's going to be a weapon. (laughs) I am not, TSA is not going to be interested in the Gracie Allen Award or, you know, what it means or what it represents. What am I going to do with that? But I want to kind of bring it to Cape Cod because we're doing the Cape Cod meetup um, on Sunday, uh, June 14th. And I thought it would be great fun to have the award there at the meetup because we really, really wouldn't have the award if it wasn't for all the great people who listen to our show. That's true. I don't know what to tell you to do. I I I mean, mean, you could try to sneak. You would... Come clean, like this is a Gracie Award. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I don't know if they would let you check that, though. Do you Maybe think I, they or let you carry that on? Do you think they will? I don't know, Liam. This is why it's, it's definitely more threatening than nail clippers. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, it's a weapon. I you could definitely hurt someone if you you know clonked them over the head with this thing. So I don't know if that means I have to check my bag, which you know, but. I really am not certain what, what I should do. Or could I, sh- but I don't know if I could, I don't want to ship anything to my brother who's hosting the wedding. No, 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 no. They have so much going on at their house. Yeah. So, um, I just, if anyone has any experience traveling with, um, statuettes, um, uh, <laughs> that would be very helpful to know. I think you could wear it on a chain around your neck and then I, they I, would think I, it was a, you know, or a brooch. Could you make it into a brooch and try to Lee, get it you on? You know that thing is heavy. You no, know I know. Those are heavy. Those no, are, I know. I know. They're like, they're like at least five 
five to ten pounds. Well, yeah. I don't know because I don't have one, so I don't know why Liz Liz has one. Sheila has some. I, I don't. I don't have one. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'm getting this one, Leon. I could just ship it to you in Pasadena. You can. Oh, I would love that. I would love to have one for my office. Uh, yes, I, I had planned to do that, but the question then is. Then it won't be there in Cape Cod. And do you really, right. would you like to see it in Cape Cod? Well, I think at the risk of having you pulled off a flight, I think, you know, we'd rather have you in Cape Cod than the statue. That's what I would say. <laughs> okay. You later. should come. <laughs> okay. You should come. I don't know what to tell you to do, Joel. I think I would ship it directly to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Julie did mention our Cape Cod meetup. It's the 15th of June, oh, Sunday, 15th, 15th uh, from two to four at a place called Brax Landing on Cape Cod. Information is at SatelliteSisters.com. It is Father's Day, but that was not our problem. Uh, so many people have signed up to come and many dads have given them permission. So thank you very much. We can't wait to see you sort of a no host uh, bar thing. We're just going to hang out for a couple of hours and we hope you can join us if you're available julie may or may not have the gracie allen award with her okay, or, or i may or may not be there depending on yeah. whether i take it through tsa yeah isn't anybody in your party driving up is anyone driving no no leon no no i know oh, is... well maybe will oh will can you hand it to him is he driving okay maybe i can do that later. okay maybe I... but he might forget it leon i mean you know he's that's a lot. That's a lot to ask. All right. I'll work on it, Lynn. If somebody a has lot. a plan, please let us know. Okay? It is a lot. All right. A reminder, this weekend we're doing our Satellite Sisters Best Beach Book beach bag books on the show so uh, we'll take your contributions at the Satellite Sisters Facebook page but we'll give you our reading recommendations be sure to tune into the show and share the show we would love to have uh, a good bunch of listeners this weekend it would be great uh, Julie have any plans for the rest of the week um, Leon, I am um, going to be very busy this week. Uh, I, at this moment, I can't think of a single thing I'm doing, but I know I'm booked the <laughs> okay. entire time. Booked. All right. How about yourself? Uh, well, it oh, is exam yeah. week. Exam week here, so just trying to get my sophomore through. Um, well, let's. I'm, I'm sacrificing a few things to the algebra two god. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> you won't be the first mother. I okay. will not. I will not. Well, Algebra 2 has been the undoing of both my sons. Uh, so we're, we're just got our fingers crossed that everything goes well for exams this week. And then, and then summer vacay. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. psyched. Kind of psyched. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Hello, Satellite Sisterhood. Thanks for downloading our podcast. Whether you're a longtime listener or new to Satellite Sisters, we always welcome your input and your enthusiasm. In fact, our theme for 2014 is Share the Sisters. So if you're so inclined, help us spread the word about Satellite Sisters. How, you may ask? Well, go ahead and write a review on iTunes or give us the thumbs up on Stitcher if that's where you download the show. We'd love to have you share a link to our show on your Facebook stream. Or how about just go to SatelliteSisters.com and pay us a visit every once in a while over there at our blog. Thank you so much for your support of Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, share the sisters.